Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot for my great friends, John and Chelsea Jubilee of Energized Health. Energized Health changed my life, literally. I lost 25 pounds of fat, including the dangerous inner body visceral fat, and gained 10 pounds of muscle in only 88 days. Now, 16 months later, I look the best of my life. I'll be on this program for life because it's simple and easy. John and Chelsea have the only patent pending in the world for a method of achieving intracellular hydration. Now that's credibility. The patent application includes over 500 pages of science, sequencing, and processes of how to transform your cells so they can hydrate, allowing you to lose fat and upgrade your health and immune system. No one else has this science of inner body hydration. It's all set up in a program that's simple and scientific. This is your time to be healthy from the inside out and be the best you can be. Energized Health is offering my fans the war 40% off decisive action discount. 40% off! Call 888-444-8895, energizedhealth.com. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, Todd Cunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. We appreciate you being here on the 2nd of April, 2022. To the birthday kids uh, sitting across from me, Todd and Denise, um, and then we're going to talk about a couple interesting things uh, this hour. The, the, the interesting thing that I was talking about was the Utah rancher. We're going to talk about 86 years old that may be doing some criminal time in jail for not following through with a mediation settlement agreement or a contract agreement and what the court ordered him to do. And so he might do some jail time, but it's interesting to see this family and how uh, – this Birch Creek Ranch is what it's called, and it's in uh, Utah. And the dispute between the family, the kids and the dad, three three kids and the dad. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a one-legged inmate bringing a lawsuit. We got to talk about that. That's that's an interesting lawsuit. And a doctor sued for impregnating his patient. We're going to discuss that. Protests, protesters suing uh, the police department. We're going to talk about that. Really. Interesting, interesting things, third hour. And the reason we say that is third hour, sometimes we like to keep some interesting topics, so you stick around. Um, But we also have a thing called quick takes at the end. That's where each of us say a quick little take about the three hours you listened. I want you to take this home and, and remember it. That's what we do. And then, but other than that, we, we sit here and we do a thing called case or no case, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Because if you want to call in, you don't even have to be on the radio. You can give your opinion on the case or no case at 855 Law Radio, 855 529 7234. If you want to email us, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Watch, look at the website, radiolawtalk.com. It is going to change. We just had a full revamping of the radio uh, website. So look at it now while you can because it's going to change dramatically. It's all pictures of me, guys. Did you know that? Yes. Well, that's how it should be, I yes. would think. Yeah. 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 It's all, just pictures of me, <laughs> different poses. Um, so you don't and mind different that. styles, different suits, yes. different 
sweatshirts, and different sweatshirts. T-shirts. But you will notice that Fred got a new chest hair wig for the shot. That's exactly That's right. right. That's but, exactly but he posted right. those for the upcoming Humility Award that he was in the running for. Right. Exactly. And so, well, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it's going to look pretty cool. It looks nice, and, and we're excited about it. Uh, but uh, anyway, if remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Don't take what we say and go take it to the courtroom and, and argue it. Remember, um, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek counsel. Uh, go to our website and, and read our disclaimers. Cal, let's roll case or no case. All right, here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yeah. Most of us have seen the iconic, now cultish film, Wayne's World, about the two guys who have a basement TV show on cable access that nobody even uses anymore. But the point is, that's what the movie was about. Swing. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> and there is a scene in there where Wayne stops by his local guitar store <laughs> to once again admire the shining white Fender Stratocaster that is his dream guitar. In most versions of the movie you're liable to see, he asks to try out the guitar and plays three notes before he's cut short by the store employee. No stairway! Wayne laments, denied. Hmm? Remember that part of the scene? Okay. A keen-eared rock enthusiast might notice something about the scene. The notes that are played are not <laughs> Stairway to Heaven notes. In fact, it's something quite different. In a film that eagerly features Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and a good cover of Sweet's Ballroom Blitz to near perfection, why don't we get to hear Stairway in the music store? Because now many music stores post on the wall, no Stairway to Heaven. So, enter Robert Plant. And he heard about the scene mocking his classic overplayed piece and went to his lawyers and immediately asked, he said, I want this stopped. I have a few reasons. Can we stop them? Do we have a case? I mean, they only played three notes. Do we have a case or no case? And I think, Denise, you get to go first on this. Am I right I think it's that? me. Me. Oh, Fred. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Your turn. Okay. So the answer is it's three notes. The answer is I'm going to go quick. No, it's only three notes. Um, three notes don't depict a full uh, play, I believe. Um, and I, I don't, uh, I, my understanding is it doesn't sound like Stairway to Heaven, the three notes, uh, and those three notes could be anything. Now, the fact that they use the word Stairway to Heaven um, might be an issue, but there's no way that Robert Plant wins. Um, I believe this is not a case. It's a scenario. Cal's just discussing it while he was sitting in the bathroom. Uh, listening Watching to the movie li- on my iPhone. No, listening to Stairway <laughs> to Heaven. And no, it has nothing to do with a lawsuit. Robert Plant didn't bring a lawsuit for three notes. That's it. What do you think, Todd? Well, from your scenario, what was it that you are proposing that Robert Plant wanted to stop? Did he want to stop music stores from prohibiting the playing of Stairway to Heaven? Did he want to stop Wayne's World from having this scene? What was it he was trying to stop? He did not... He did not want his song in this little film about with these two guys. He figured it would mock it and take away from the dignity of his song. He just didn't want it to be on there. Okay, so so I'm I'm going to say that this is not a case, a scenario, but not a case because his attorney probably informed him that first they never used the word "stairway to heaven." They say no stairway, and they intentionally did not use the first three notes of the actual song so that, it, so that Led Zeppelin couldn't come back and say, well, it could be copyright infringement because it's only three notes, but then you identify the song and you didn't get our permission to use it. So from, 
from a legal standpoint, you have three notes that are not the song, and you don't have the full title. Everybody knows what you're talking about, but we did not use your song. That's why Plant has no case, and nothing happened. Here's a hint before you say that. In the original edit of the film, it was the first three notes of Stairway to Heaven. That's a hint. Okay. So then, if you're going to stick by your answer, I'm, that's I'm fine. I'm going to stick yeah. by my answer yeah. because that's I'm going to say that they removed it out of fear of the lawsuit, but no lawsuit was ever filed. Okay. Denise, what do you think about this? Well, it would be fair use if they did do it because um, it's a parody, you know, and there is some freedom to make fun of things. Um, it's 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 okay to make a parody of something. Um, and it's not a copyright violation. So what I'm going to say. And she's buying a stairway yeah. I would just say that. Robert Plant's going to come oh, sorry, by. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Robert, if you're listening, my bad. Okay. It was bad. I'm going to say that it's a case and that Robert Plant loses. But he files it so they change it in the movie. Robert Plant loses. Okay. So uh, let me tell you the story, if I may. This was a disagreement over rights fees. The scene in this film is not the only version of the scene that existed. Back in 1992, Wayne played the appropriate first three notes. Unfortunately, Led Zeppelin has a high price to use Stairway to Heaven. Any of it over three notes will cost you $100,000. And so the movie producers found out about that, and they said, <laughs> we, we love the song, but just fake something in there, man. We don't need that. So they did that, and there was actually no case filed, but there was some concern. This yes. was a negotiating tactic over the right or the not right. Can I say yes again? Yeah. That's three in a row You're rolling, man. arrogant Fred Pitty. Wow, wow. Well, I, I finally got it. points. Yeah, so two points for Denise. What happened to you? I will come back. Okay, you probably will. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about some very interesting cases, including, but not limited to, a Utah rancher, family lawsuits, protesters suing, the doctor being sued, and the one-legged inmate. We've got to talk about all this stuff. We'll be back. Wow. How do you like that? Lots of great stuff coming up on Radio Law Talk. So you stay right there, and the show will continue in just a little bit. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcement. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this kind of shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh -huh. Quick quack car. 
life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You are listening to Radio Law Talk. And now it's time for us to get back to the show with Fred Penny, Todd Kunin, and Denise Dirks. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Are, Are you, you serious? We're always serious, Gal. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Always too serious. Always serious. Here we go. So there's a cute little 86-year-old Utah rancher. (laughs) (laughs) Whose side am I on already? Oh, I don't know. Gee, Fred. (laughs) Tell us which side you're on without telling us which side you're on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cute little old 86-year-old man rancher that his whole life pretty much he's been out in Utah in this Emory County. Emory County, if you don't know where that is, that's near Moab, Utah. 
where they have people ride bikes, and it's out there by the Colorado River, actually the Green River. And it's very, um, I'm going to say, an area of uh, the Red Rocks. I guess the way to call it is Red Rocks. And it's beautiful, yet deserty. And they've got this valuable ranch that's worth about $15 million. An 86-year-old Utah rancher, I don't know what's going on, but he has dispute with his kids. And the dispute is as to who owns what part of the ranch and, and the equipment, who, who does what, how, where. And um, a lawsuit occurred where the, the uh, grandfather, uh, the, the father, Kerwin Jensen, sued. The, his, the, cu- the cute kids. old man? Yeah, the cute old man okay. sued his kids because <laughs> the kids were trying to claim that, that the ranch was also there. So you're saying that he is the suing type? Yes. <laughs> okay. He filed a cute little lawsuit. <laughs> yes, and he's such a cute little 86-year-old man. Unembroidered paper with little flowers yeah. and hearts Wrinkled and little stuff. Little with the $15 million <laughs> ranch. Um, so, uh, you know, after more than a year after the suit was filed, they went to mediation. What mediation is is not arbitration. It's... It's where either side doesn't have to agree to the settlement, uh, but an independent mediator, retired judge or lawyer, retired lawyer, will sit there and try to get the the two parties together and settle the case. Well, that happens, and apparently Jensen, that's the old 86-year-old man, apparently steps away from the mediation session and leaves, um, and then his lawyer, he claims, this is his allegations, claims that he presented the papers for him to to sign uh, to, uh, to settle the case and, and what the settlement terms were. He signed it, but he really didn't know exactly what he signed or what his agreement was. He's claiming. And so he refuses to follow the uh, agreement uh, that they agreed to in the settlement conference and uh, and or mediation. And so the court says, well, yes, you are. And he says, no, I'm not. And the court is now in the process of saying, well, you're going to go to jail for 30 days. So here's a cute little old 86-year-old guy who's fighting with his kids, agrees to a settlement, which he should, which, <clears throat> you know, he, it sounds like he did agree and he has to comply. But I remember my 89-year-old grandma saying to me one time, <clears throat> something, she did something that was wrong, nothing major. It was, she goes, oh, well, I'm 89. I can do whatever I want. And so uh, that's, I think, what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. The way you're describing this, Fred, I, I, I keep thinking of that op- one of the opening scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. With the guy's got the old, the guy's going to bring out your dead. And he brings out the old guy. The old guy's, I'm not dead yet. You know, I should like to go for a walk. And that feels like what the kids are doing to the, to the dad here. But look, the thing I see about this is, they have the mediation, the settlement agreement, and the guy gets up and leaves. His lawyer finishes the negotiation, brings the paperwork to the eight, the, the, the sweet little 86-year-old, who signs and then later claims, I didn't know what I was signing. The lawyer didn't tell to me. So is his beef with the kids at this point? Should be with the lawyer. Is with the lawyer <clears throat> if he's got a problem with it. We, I do have an update on what the judge decided. What did the judge decide? Because this as this was as the beginning of the week. That's and right. He had a hearing. And by the way, the poor little old 86-year-old man had diabetes, fought cancer, and three heart attacks. And he's about 86. So he's, he's a good old farmer. Go ahead. All right. Stand by. Here we go. Stand by, please. This is important. Here we go. Now, Radio yes, Law Talk News. Latest update, Todd. 
So the judge did issue the threat, you know, turn everything over. I'm putting you in jail for 30 days, says. But according to KUTV News out of Utah three days ago, says the judge relented, opting instead for a clerk to sign over the ownership documents. Because, I mean, essentially it was under the agreement, the guy, the the sweet little 86-year-old, either he could sign over the property and the equipment to the sons, or the court clerk could because it was part of the settlement agreement, and it's now it's, – it's a formality. The guy was refusing to do it, and so the judge says, you do it or I'm putting you in jail, and then the judge relented and said, all right, let's have the court clerk do it. And so that's Well, that's how. called an elicer, yeah. um, and they probably requested it in the contempt action as part of the remedy would be that the court appointed elicer. But either way, the kids get the ranch, and they get the, they get the implements, and they get the dirt and all that stuff. Well, we don't know they how much parts of it. Of it. Well, we the, well according to the guy, you know, he was interviewed. He was interviewed, and he says, uh, he says, shocking to me. I couldn't imagine doing that to my dad when I was that age, and, and I have nothing. I have nothing left. He, I mean, to listen, to hear his statements, yeah. he, you'd think that he was kicked to the curb. They gave him a shopping cart, a bag full of, you know, half-eaten Fritos. It's good luck, Dad. That's the way it sounds, the feeling. I, I'm sure he's got, well, I hope he's got more than that, but that is... Uh, yeah, he, it sounds like it was a settlement, so I'm he probably got something. I'm down to my last 50, 10 million. I don't know what I'm going to do. was it a sale or was it just a transfer? Or I mean, that's I, what I, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. It's in Moab, Utah, which is which is valuable property down, Beautiful, there, by, yeah. down there by the Colorado River. But, no, I don't know. I didn't. We don't have all those details, but it's interesting to see, you know, wow. what's going on. He could have had to transfer it to him and the boys. It might have been right? transferred originally somehow. You know, through a trust or something, and then he's decided, oh, I don't want to do that. Now, I, I don't know what happened. We'll, we'll look into that. Maybe we'll know next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll know next week. When we come back, uh, Denise is going to talk to us about a uh, lawsuit about uh, a doctor impregnating his patient and what happens with this lawsuit. We'll be back after mm. this. We are just the f- fertility news today, aren't we? <laughs> Stay tuned as there's more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on many local radio stations and always streaming every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. You found Radio Law Talk. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. 
That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940-800-670-0940-800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is all... I like the Amargosa Valley. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Petty. Oh, we're having a great time. Uh, So, look, here's an interesting... Uh, case that just happened. There's a jury award that occurred uh, about protesters in Denver. In Denver, Colorado, there was protests. You know, for quite some time, there was protests about George Floyd and other things. Um, and uh, the argument was that there are many people uh, uh, that were harmed or hurt because the excess, quote, excessive force of the police. <clears throat> now, the, the argument is, now, you know, the, what's the first thing you're thinking? Um, okay, well, were they just peacefully protesting or were they breaking and looting things, right? But, again, we, don't, we weren't there and didn't listen, but um, the lawyers for the people, the plaintiffs, basically, said that, that, that argued that they indi- the police uh, indiscriminately uh, used uh, force against nonviolent protesters, including people just fil- uh, filming the demonstrations, you know, tear gas, you know, rubber bullets, et cetera, et cetera. And um, there's also 29 pending lawsuits um, around the country that are doing the same thing that are arguing that the police use excessive force and suing for money for injuries or harm uh, for the police trying to break up these protests. Uh, And the jury awarded, Denise, what? Come on. How much did they award? <laughs> they awarded $14 million to the protesters. And this is going to be very interesting because this may be a problem or not a problem. It depends on what side of the, the table you're on, um, how or what the police can do now during protests. Now, there's peaceful protests. This is, this is where the line has to be drawn, I guess, right? There's peaceful protests. And then there's violent ones where they're looting, damaging. That's a different story. According to what they're arguing here, the plaintiffs argued it was peaceful and there was no damage, looting, or anything like that happening, supposedly. But even if there was damage and looting by a certain segment of people, it doesn't mean that the ones that were validly peacefully protesting should um, have excessive force used against them either. That's true. I see that issue. I also... 
to a certain extent, if if you're if people are drawing the line, and I don't think they can necessarily draw the line about unlawful use of force, um, as opposed to you Star Wars fans, which is unlawful use of the force, Darth Vader. If if for unlawful <laughs> use of <Dodge>. force, <laughs> I'm sorry, these, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Too easy. Um, even if somebody has violated the law, even if there is a crime, law enforcement officers can still be held liable for unlawful use of force in apprehending that. Now, the irony here is that this group was protesting, if you will, the George Floyd incident. And the officer who was the arresting officer in that was found guilty, ultimately, which of, of acts which in and of themselves also constitute unlawful use of force on his behalf of somebody who had committed a crime, albeit related to a bad check. And that's why the force was so over the top, right? It was so over the top compared to what George Floyd was alleged to have done, the actions of, of Derek Chauvin. And so just because somebody has broken the law, officers are su still supposed to exercise restraint. Now, in this case here, the, the word that I saw in the article that we read that came from U.S. News, um, well, was it U.S. News? Was it, was it U.S. News? Do I have brass knuckles? I don't know. Um, the, the word that I saw that was used. Yeah, it was U.S. News. Was uh, indiscriminate use of force. So, Untargeted, meaning? So, so essentially, if you have people that are clearly breaking into or looting and doing things, and they're in one side, and then you've got another group, maybe they're separated a little bit, but they're still close, another group that is clearly peaceful, you fire the pepper bullets and stuff at the one that's breaking in, but then they turn and fired at the other group that wasn't doing anything but watching. That would be indiscriminate use of force. That's the, their argument here. And I think that was the argument that the jury believed that led to the $14 million award. Yeah, we were all there, but not all of us were doing it. Only a select group were, but you used the same level of force on everybody that was there. But what right, about, right, I'm going right, to be the right, devil's right, advocate right, right, now. Right, what, sure. about, what about if the ones that were doing the the looting and the and the breaking are are intermixed with the ones that weren't. So how do you how does the police do that? And not only that, under California law, and I'm sure other laws are the same in in other uh, states. There are government protections, and especially for the police officers and the government from being sued, because otherwise they'd be constantly be paying out quote taxpayer money to uh, for all these lawsuits. Which by the way, there's 29 of them. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just I'm just throwing a little uh, wrench in the in this thing to ask you about that. So, I, I by would, the way, it was AP News. It wasn't. Yeah, that's right. I, so, I would say specific to this case, I wouldn't be surprised if the defense raised that issue that there was some sort of intermingling, and that the jury made a determination that there was enough differentiation that the officer should have known. Because I, I see, a, I see a jury not giving an award if it is truly we couldn't tell who was who i i would think that these facts would necessarily have to have alleged that no there was a pretty easy way to tell the difference between the two and you used the same force on those who were 
doing illegal things as you done those who were not. Yeah, like I, I was carrying yeah. a sign. My hands were both on the sign. I wasn't entering unlawfully to any buildings. I was just standing outside, very clear. Or I had a camera. You're yeah, doing but that what about that? What if they're uh, seven feet away from the individual that is breaking glass? Well, I, it, know? And I, I think, don't know. I think that the key word in the article that we read and in the allegations in the lawsuit was the indiscriminate use. Yes. And, and that is the allegation that the officers weren't even trying to differentiate. Everybody got the same conduct, whether they were there or not, and that it would have been easily identifiable. I think that would be the burden that the plaintiff would have to show in that case. And apparently the jury found that they met that burden. Huh. So, well, To show you how much things have changed, it was not until relatively recently, it's been a while, that, that several states allowed police officers to shoot at fleeing suspects. Just if, if they came and the officer said stop and the guy didn't stop, turn around, ran away, the officer could shoot at them and take their life with, with, with no problem. You know, so things have really changed a great deal in terms of the way that the public interfaces with the police officer. And now there's a much greater burden. Here's the I general rule. Say. If a police officer pulls you over, it's a general rule. Just comply. Pass I mean, the attitude. Pass test. the attitude. That's exactly. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of prosecutors. I know a lot of know a lot of judges. And they, you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, this, this person's in here for the attitude test. <clears throat> it doesn't mean you have to do something bad or negative or make them do something that's unconstitutional. But just sit there. Okay, what else or what, whatever. Just sit there. You know I mean? Just don't sit there and fight. Don't run. Just, just do. Just, and then you don't get in trouble. Anyway, let's talk about the doctor. Since we, all we're talking about is, is impregnation, uh, children, uh, donors, sperm donors, and we're talking about uh, fertility. Why not just keep going on that, Denise? Just keep on going. <laughs> the theme of our show. The theme of our the show. The theme today. of our show. Sperms, sperms of endearment. <laughs> and it's, it's all about you, Denise. Get going on this. Well, there was this doctor in Vermont who impregnated one of his patients with his own sperm. And so she was there getting um, IVW or IVF, fertility treatment. So in treatments. vitro fertilization. Yes, right. and, um, and he didn't tell her. In fact, her and her husband had planned to have sperm from a medical student that looked a lot like her husband, right? And he didn't t bother to tell her that he had impregnated her with his own sperm. And this was in the 1977. That's how long ago it was. And there, this isn't the only lawsuit against this doctor. And the doctor has since retired, but he also lost his medical license um, as a result of what happened here. Yeah, they? And they and, and the part that's so amazing is that there was only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages, but they gave him, they her. Uh, gave her gave her and them the parents. Uh, got punitive damages in the amount of five million dollars. Well, how did they find out? The daughter, their daughter, grew up and she. Uh, took some genetic testing to try to find out who her dad was, right, wow. and right. found out it was this doctor. So, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. It was the genetic testing, right? There, there was nothing about the daughter's physiology that would have led the folks to think, wow, that does not look like young you, the donor that we get. I mean, look, if they wanted a medical student and somebody that looked kind of like the father, at least they're 50% there. The doctor was a medical student at one time. Right. And let's talk about the lawsuits. Yeah, and, and maybe he maybe he pulls out an, an old Polaroid. I kind of look like your husband. Psh, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna MacGyver this thing. Right. <laughs> well, guess what? Remember we brought it up about the last one. 
how does this affect the, the, the individual that they receive, their child, right? But I guess the child's older now, so it's not as important, but a little young kid uh, suing, saying, oh, I didn't want that kid. What about the same thing in this case? Well, $5.2 million overcomes a lot of mental anguish. All right, we'll kid, be back so. after this. Talk about a one-legged inmate. I could. Stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on your local radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800-616-4529. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road, quick, quick, car wash. Up inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quick, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. 
Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Oh, that's stone. How did that happen? Are Are you serious? Boys are weird. Oh, come on. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. Well, I've got an interesting thing to discuss about. Back uh, a while back, there was an individual, excuse me, I had to clear my throat, by the name of um, Mr. Bell, Vincent Bell, who was one of four individuals that broke into a home in San Bruno, Cal- on San Bruno Avenue in the Bay Area in California. <clears throat> they hogtied a- an individual by the name of Reed uh, and an 18-year-old woman, put him in an SUV where Reed was shot. Um, that is, the individual uh, was shot before dumping him on the street. So Reed died at the hospital, and uh, apparently these guys knew one another. And he was uh, found guilty and actually pled guilty of various uh, crimes and was put in jail. All right? Um, So he's in jail, and somehow his leg was taken off. He's 40 years old. And... um, (laughs) I just love the way you throw it. Somehow his leg was taken off. We don't know what happened. I don't know. Diabetes, something. I don't know. It's a minor point. (laughs) Yeah, his leg was surgically removed. We don't, that's not the point of the issue. His here. leg contained contraband. They would not allow it. Into the well, day. so what he's had some issues with, with in, in, in prison, and this is in San Francisco, um, he has issues with hiding apparently knives and or weapons in his wheelchair. And so they wheeled him out to his, uh, his cell, and they made him get up and hop. <laughs> hop. <laughs> 64 feet over to his jail cell and put him it was they were going to put him in a padded jail cell and he fell down multiple times and and they treated him poorly and he's he's got a disability and there's still issues of of disability um uh, laws in in California and in uh, federal disability laws where they have to be treated a certain way and the fact that they made him do that and treated him that way, he sued. And the one-legged inmate won $504,000 in a lawsuit because um, it did show that, and they used, they said excessive force. Apparently he fell. They picked him up face down and took him to his, his, uh, his jail cell. Now, look, what's going on with the family of Mr. Reed that was murdered by these individuals? Do you think they're feeling sorry for him? for having to hop over to his his prison cell. I think not. I think not. But uh, the interesting thing is, is the disability laws still 
are in effect while they're in prison or in jail. And that's something that's interesting. And, you know, I'm not saying they should have treated him this way, but it's interesting. It's just ironic that he sues and wins 504000 Does that go to the family of the individual that he was probably, par- par- probably partially should. Yeah. murdered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or where does that $504,000 go? I have no idea. I just wonder if he had to, like, throw a stone out in front and then hop his way to the stone like hopscotch. <laughs> oh. Did they did they administer field sobriety tests of which one of them is the one-leg stand? Uh, did <laughs> I have no idea what's going I'm on. I'm over here kind of talking. Well, to answer Fred's question, it would not go to the family unless they filed a civil lawsuit Absolutely. and won a damage award against him. That's true. So if this is the 504,000, I mean, what do you use it for in jail? But, you know, he could give it away to someone, a family member or something. And then the okay. question is. His canteen account is looking real good. Well, the question <laughs> is, you're right. Can the family now right. sue? It might be too late. The statute ran, right? Because this was a while ago that he this murder occurred. Um, and I, I can't remember, but it, maybe the statute's run to, to uh, bring uh, – well, it's, uh, it's, a civil suit. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the wrong. I was yeah. looking at the wrong story there. But what? I don't remember the exact time when the actual murders occurred. Uh, oh no, December 2012 um, is when the murder occurred. So 2012 was a while ago. That statute's already run. Is there a statutorial definition of excessive force? Because that, to me, is an interesting thing here. You've got to get the guy moved where you need to get him. You've got to get him there when you need to get him there to keep order with inside of the jail. What determines excessive force? Well, what, what does that mean? feet, uh, Cal, they could have wheeled him up to the edge of the, you know, I would think, the edge of the jail cell, right? But did they apply force on him while he was hopping no, over he, there? Nobody he fell. fell. And then oh, okay. they picked him up face down and were kind of dragging him over. Apparently, that was their argument. Um, but whatever it does, see, we don't have all wow. the facts. The jury awarded him $504,000. Yeah, 4000 of it was just because he has um, a phantom um, pain. pain in his leg that was lost. Well, what's interesting about this, too, is trying to figure out. <laughs> well, that's out. a real thing. <laughs> no, it is. No, it is. Yeah. My dad had that. My dad lost his leg. Um, so here's the deal. The question is, what happens to those $504,000? Does the family, the Reed family, that had their their uh, family member murdered in 2012, should they get some of that money? And I think the statute's run. I don't know if they'll be able to. So, uh, Todd, you had uh, an interesting case about... uh, Barry, uh, what's Marfew? Barry, Barry Morphew, 54 yeah. year, fifty-four-year-old man in Colorado who is facing trial for the murder of his wife, whose body they have yet to find. The prosecution's theory of the case is that he shot her with a dart gun, paralyzed her, and then threw her down an abandoned mine shaft. But they haven't found her. Well, his attorneys—they're getting ready for trial coming up in the summer. That his attorneys have filed a motion seeking the court to dismiss the case because of uh, misconduct they allege on the part of the prosecutors. They say that uh, the prosecution team, they say that cops lied about the reason that Mr. Morphew was arrested. They falsified information processed by the Colorado Bureau of Investigations. They, uh, the prosecutors filed pleadings with false information. They just failed to disclose that DNA found from inside the deceased or the missing wife's car came back as a match to a sex offender out of Arizona, not Mr. Morphew, and that one of the lead investigators of Mr. Cahill has since resigned and is under investigation, internal affairs. And my opinion of this motion is, because I read it, nine-page motion, 
They cite no legal authority allowing the court to dismiss the case. There's no basis for this. The information, all of the allegations they make in this motion are, if true, great defenses at trial and issues that should be presented to the jury. Look, if the DNA evidence from inside the car comes back to a sex offender out of Arizona that is not Mr. Morphew, then by golly, show that to the jury and let them go, well, there's your guy, reasonable doubt, not guilty, if you think that'll get you there. If you think the prosecution hasn't disclosed things, if you think that the investigating officer is impeachable because he's now suffering an internal investigation affairs investigation is no longer in law enforcement that's fodder for trial not a pre-trial motion every case they cited in their motion were decisions by appellate courts of the supreme court overturning convictions after trial, not one case dealt with a pretrial dismissal of a criminal case. You and can't and get the dismissal, the, the judge has to basically assume the facts in the complaint are true. That's right. So That's right. This, this whole thing, really, it was a way to get the arguments of the defense out there in the media so that the potential jury pool would have some information about the case before they came in. That's what well, I'm... next week, you hold on to your horses. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about Judge Judy. That's going to be uh, Denise that's going to talk about it because we ran out of time. Because at the very end, we want to do one important thing, and that is do quick takes. And that talks about what we think about today's topics. Yeah. So, uh, Denise, do you have your quick take ready? Would you like to start for us today? I, I had a premonition that we we're going to talk about Judge Judy next week. So mine is about Judge Judy. Okay. You guys have to remember, Judge Judy is always right. Okay, let's just wait. Let's wait for that. That's a good one. Okay, well, that's, that's a good point. Fred, I, I'm sure you yes, have Yes, we a, talked okay. a lot about fertility cases today. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if I'm in uh, the wrong area of law. Maybe I should start handling fertility lawsuits, but uh, let me think about that. Oh, I thought long enough. No, I'll stick to P.I. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kunin, what is your quick take? Well, you know, we covered the Bob Baffert story, and it got me thinking about horse racing. And, you know, that Joe Theismann, former NFL quarterback, is probably pretty glad that NFL trainers don't treat leg fractures the same way horse trainers do. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Nine to noon, every single Saturday Pacific time. You've been listening to Radio Law Talk. RadioLawTalk.com. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
someone you know used heartburn medication Zantac or ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer. Zantac and ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you have taken these products and have been diagnosed with cancer. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com now to see if you qualify for free. You've heard me talking for over three years about my pillow and the great products they have. There are some great specials right now when you go to mypillow.com slash radio specials. You can find Giza Dream Sheets as low as $39.99. Six piece my pillow towel sets, deeply discounted. Thirty nine ninety five, and of course half price my slippers which make my feet feel wonderful all sorts of great products including the my pillow mattress top 